0: bonjour mes amis bitcoin is awesome but transactions can be slow and those fees not its most attractive feature but other developers are working on blockchains which are super speedy and have incredibly low transaction fees today we welcome colin Lemieux, creator of nano a blockchain with two second transactions and zero fees to the show. It's about time we had a guest with a very French name on the show, Le Mehu. Oh, ho oh, oh. ho ho. So butter your croissants and take a stroll down the Champs-Élysées for the Trebian episode number 148 of Le Podcast Bad Crypto, Mehu. Bonjour, monsieur. Je suis très Comment allez-vous, monsieur?
1: Ah, parlez-vous français? Non.
0: Deux uh, de suite, de, 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 de A ah, fifi? Non,
1: non. Oh. Uh, <laughs> solamente espagnol. Uh, uh, a little bit of Russian, a little bit of pig Latin. Yeah,
0: this is not the World Cup. Uh, we're, we're not international. We're not that kind of international.
1: Goal! It's
0: the same in any language, right? That's true.
1: A little bit of uh, you know French. It's not French. I'm not very good at the French. So you, you know,
0: know, I took years of it when I was a young lad and never use it. But those times that I show up in France for vacation or work, all of a sudden it just comes rushing back and, you know, you find yourself thinking in that language and it's just amazing the way the human brain works.
1: You know, I, I, I totally concur with that because, you know, I spoke Russian in the military, but then you get out of the military and you literally have no friends that are Russian. And so you don't speak it. And but when I went to Ukraine, I was sitting a, and it, it took us it took a little bit. And then I was like, boom. And then all the Cyrillic letters came back to me. I was reading words. I was understanding things. Now I've been practicing Russian and uh, I'm going to Moscow in August for an event. And uh, so brushing up my Russians, well, turns out to not have been a bad idea.
0: Perhaps need to make more Russian friends, Mr. Travis, right? I must need more Russian friends, though. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious, crypto serious, crypto ridiculous, where the blockchain blockheads, the crypto clowns, googling things, so you don't have to. And we welcome you, our listener, a citizen of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, to our fine republic. I was going to say country. We don't have any land anywhere. To mm-hmm. you know, we're like this virtual
1: republic. So maybe our our, our symbol should be X bad, since we don't have. We don't have a country, which actually that's the reference. That's a foreshadowing of a joke that you'll get later.
0: Oh, stay tuned for that. And say hello to our sponsor, New Alchemy. Why don't you tell them about New Alchemy there New Mr. Alchemy
1: Trottis, right? is they're doing some really cool stuff. So if you have a blockchain company or you're looking to do an ICO or an STO, a new fandangled uh, security token offering, Uh, Our sponsor, New Alchemy, can help take that project to the next level because they have all kinds of these ICO services and blockchain solutions. And uh, so pretty handy. They've been doing a lot of cool stuff with blockchain innovation for about seven years. They've enabled $2.7 billion worth of, tokenization projects and you can check them out on the intertubes at newalchemy.io indeed you
0: can we got a great show for you today we had the chance to sit down with colin lemihue the founder of nano which is actually rayblocks
1: yeah remember rayblocks i mean if you guys had paid attention back in the big boom back in january Rayblocks just shot out of the gates from like, you know, small amount up to like, what was it, $34, $35 or something, Mr. Cohn?
0: Yeah, it, it got up there, and uh, we talk about that a little bit in the episode, because like everything else, took a pounding, crypto pounding, and uh, but the project remains the same, and there's some pretty cool stuff. I think you guys are going to enjoy hearing what they're doing.
1: Absolutely. Let's jump in to the interview with Mr. Colin Lemahieu.
0: Mr. Travis Wright, we have a self-proclaimed genius in the room with us today.
1: That's right. I am a genius. It's nice of you to finally acknowledge that after all these episodes.
0: Yeah, I wasn't talking about you, though.
1: Oh, oh, you were, oh okay. Never mind. Never mind. Can yeah. we edit that, Eric? Can we? What? Nope. Leave it in because <laughs> everybody
0: should know that this is how you feel about yourself. I'm
1: a self-proclaimed genius. It's true. You
0: you are a genius, though. <laughs> I find you to be quite brilliant. But I'm not talking about you, you you've never invented you know, stuff. You don't like, you write things, but you don't invent things. I'm not an inventorizer. Like if you invented something that would allow you to like have instant transactions with zero fees and be infinitely scalable, then I might call you a genius.
1: Mm, Well, you know what? There's still time. But you haven't done that
0: because you you don't have an online wallet, an app or something that you could run on your desktop. With, you know, the ability to do it on Windows, Mac OS, Linux,
1: you know, you're just not that guy. That's true. I'm not. Maybe there's somebody else on the call that maybe, maybe that relates to. Is there anybody here that could do that? Oh, I have done that. Hey, guys. I (laughs) y'all.
0: hey, (laughs) you there. It's the resident. Wow. It it is Colin LeMahieu. He's a very French name, LeMahieu. And Mm -hmm. he is the founder of Nano. The Nano, it's a trustless, low-latency crypto that utilizes a novel block lattice architecture. I don't know what that means, but every account has its own blockchain, and it achieves consensus via delegated proof-of-stake voting. They've got, um, it promises instant transactions, zero fees, infinitely scalable. There's wallets, there's apps, there's source code. I don't even get it. My mind's blown. Welcome to Bad Crypto, Colin.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I want to say this just right out of the gate, right? Because this is not to
2: be yeah. confused with the Nano Ledger. Right. No, it's not. Totally different stuff. Although we are on the Nano Ledger now. The Nano Ledger supports Nano. Oh, just go ahead and confuse us more then. Yep. Yeah. I'm making it real
0: easy. Next thing you know, you're going to invent a Trezor Ledger. Yep, exactly. Screw us all. Okay, so maybe since my introduction was half-baked, tell us a little bit more about you. Um, about
2: me, yeah, I am a software engineer by trade. I I like inventing things and solving problems. And, you know, I liked the free and openness concept of cryptocurrency back when Bitcoin started. And after watching that for a few years, I decided um, to try and solve a couple of the problems that I saw with it, with you know, speed, cost. And so I embarked on Nano, which was Rayblox at the time, and I've been doing that for about four years now.
0: Nano.org is the website for you guys that want to follow around here. Along, and we'll have links to uh, Colin's bio and info in the show notes as well. I bet Mr. Travis Wright is full of really great questions because he's almost a genius
1: (laughs) well no so so you guys had had, had a really interesting project so rayblocks you guys have recently rebranded rayblocks to nano right And rayblocks uh you know that that thing whenever that thing hit the exchanges that thing just tore off and it was it's been it's been very successful what was your methodology or your thoughts behind switching from rayblocks over to nano
2: uh, yeah, I really liked the Rayblox name initially. It was kind of a play on the Ray, Ray stones over in Micronesia. I thought it was just kind of a cool currency. They were stones that people basically told each other who owned it. And that's kind of how cryptocurrency works. You write a signature and whoever has it currently owns it. But anyway, whenever people ask me, you know, what's your project name? I'm like Rayblox. They would say, what? <laughs> and it was just a little hard from a branding perspective, to to kind of stay with that, even though I, I really like the name. So we went with nano, and that kind of just more signifies our simplicity, the fastness, it's kind of digital sounding, and it's very easy for people to understand. So it's been pretty
0: good. And ray blocks are not to be confused with ray bands, which are sunglasses. Right. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So you guys have basically ported over to this new branding, which I, I, I dig. It mm-hmm. is easier. I mean Ray Blocks, you think, oh, it's R-A-I. That that you know yeah. like that. Nano, any second grader can spell that, right? N-A-N-O. And you guys have got uh, online wallets. You've got an app, so you can start using it. So, how uh, how much adoption do we have of this? Like, how easy is it for somebody to actually pay for something with Nano?
2: Well, just recently, we released the mobile wallets, which was a, a major um, stepping stone in, in getting be able to do that. So, the next things that we're trying to do on adoption and uh, just ease of use is going to be getting an easy gateway out of fiat and into, uh, into nano. So it's always a pain to kind of go into Bitcoin and then, or Ethereum and then in, into nano from there. So that is our, one of our next major stepping stones that we're going to try to do. And then it's just kind of a matter of approaching who can best use cryptocurrencies. So if you need it fast and you need to eliminate the fees, which is, which are the two things that we do very well. We are going for those markets and trying to get adoption there it's one thing
1: I think is it could be kind of confusing to folks because like if they didn't know you guys had rebranded right and they're looking for mm-hmm. XRB and they go to coin market cap and they type in Ray blocks or XRB you don't show up anymore right and uh, so you have to know that, uh, that that you have switched over to nano has that has that been have you have you noticed any any uh, confusion or any issues with that with your guys's rebrand?
2: Um, that's a good point. I have to recheck that. I thought it redirected for a while, but I, the only kind of feedback we got on that was people that really liked the original Raybox names. And yeah, I mean, we did too. It, it kind of held a special thing in our heart. Uh, It's more of just like a marketing thing. Sometimes you have to make, make decisions like that in order to get more widespread adoption. Yeah, I was just searching on
0: CoinMarketCap for XRB, and of course, uh, nothing comes up. And some people mm-hmm. might you know, end up buying Ripple instead, right? XR uh, Maybe it's XRP, PB, you know, close enough, uh, and it's only 40 yeah. cents now. So um, where are you guys? The
2: symbol Is the symbol Nano now? Yeah, the symbol's Nano now. And if we ever, the original reason we did the XRB was because of the currency codes, you know, if you don't have a physical location in the world. You need to start with X. So we're trying to do that. We might do it in the future. We'll see.
0: Now, you guys certainly enjoyed um, being part of the the big run that took place in January. It looks like when it was XRB, it hit mm-hmm. as high as 34 and a half dollars 5 And uh, like the rest of the crypto market cap, significantly down at the moment at $2.70. Uh, what do you think of what happened in January? And where do you see you know things picking up again? What's it going to take for crypto to move back into a bull market?
2: I think the reason why, in general, all cryptocurrencies currently do these big fluctuations and boom bust cycles is because they're not strongly tied to solving a particular problem. They're they're largely speculative currently, um, and we want really as a whole to move away from just being speculative instruments we want to be like hey i want nano for a particular reason because it solves a problem better than anything else when you're in that type of thing then your price fluctuations are going to stabilize a little bit more so it's basically wider adoption means more price stability so like in december i think that was largely fueled by a speculative up, upswing. And, you know, this This is an isolated cryptocurrency. This happens in stock markets. It happens all the time everywhere in the world. And it, it runs up until people are worried about it a little bit, you know, it fluctuates a little bit and then it, it comes back down and that's not. it's not good. And we don't really want speculative bubbles like that. We want stability. Crypto going up, crypto going down. <laughs> yeah, we don't want the
1: elevator values. <laughs> Right. So let, let me ask you about this. So you guys are doing some unique things. You guys have this directed acyclic graph, this DAG algorithms. Mm-hmm. And then you guys are also, you know, working with your own proprietary model called the block lattice. And that functions as a blockchain. So if you could mm-hmm. maybe maybe explain a little bit of that to our users, because what you guys are doing seems to be unique in the space.
2: Yeah. So I think probably the, hopefully the easiest way to put this is, You know, all cryptocurrencies have this ledger and most of them, when people are trying to add new transactions to it, they're all trying to add it to the same spot in the ledger. And that's at at the front. And that causes conflicts because it's like who came here first, which one arrived first, which one arrived second. What we did differently was divide up that big bundle of data into separate parts and no two people ever are writing to the same part. So my stuff for my account, I'm the only one that can write to it. No one else is going to write to there. So there is never a conflict as to who came in first. So that allows us to do things very, very quickly. I
0: was there first. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we've talked a little bit on the show uh, about IOTA and their tangle. So mm-hmm. what do you see as, you know, what are the big differentiating factors between Nano and IOTA?
2: yeah so iota the biggest factor is that they're using um a proof of work algorithm still, which was one thing kind of on the outset as a design decision we didn't want to use to try to you know burn less energy their their tangle is kind of similar. they were trying to solve the same problem as us, but they they didn't divide it down into one chain per person. People still can kind of conflict and and even though there is less conflict, that's just a matter of when it scales up higher, it, it's gonna have more conflict again. So really, and there's some other like complicated math behind how it's easier to solve things when they're in a straight line under an account rather than kind of an arbitrary tangle of, of these transactions. So it, it's just it's kind of computer sciencey stuff on how that one account chain per account is really what gives the speed advantage. In, in a day cryptocurrency.
1: So just to, to recap that, every transaction is its own block.
2: Yeah, it, block and transaction are interchangeable with us. It, it, when you make a new transaction, it goes out to the network and it's it's effective immediately. Um, and then it gets published. So that it's gotta be
1: smoking fast then. So if you're doing a transaction on Nano, like how long does it take typically for a transaction to get verified?
2: Uh, it, it's extremely fast. It, it's limited only by like hardware latency, they did a speed test, and we're the fastest cryptocurrency on Binance. It lands in about two seconds. Wow. wow. In two seconds. Yeah. W- that's with,
1: impressive right there. with no
0: fee, right? So there's, yeah. there's, there's no commission paid out of it. I mean, like we always we like to talk about uh, Stellar is, you know, one of the the currencies that's super fast. It sounds like yours might actually be even faster with negligible, you know, fees. And yours is no fee.
2: Right. Yeah, there is no fee. So that, that's kind of the two parts that we go on. It's like, do you need something to be somewhere in the world, wherever, really, really fast? We can do that. And then do you have kind of spend small amounts? Is, are you doing less than a dollar transaction? Because um, we have no fees and that will recoup. You'll get the best like expense ratio on that, which is zero expense ratio. I like zero expense ratio.
0: I want all the things (laughs) in my life to be zero expense.
2: Yeah. You know, we get a lot of (laughs) vendors coming to us and they're like, uh, we want to use this because of no fees. I don't know how cryptocurrency works. So like there are a lot of people that are very interested in no fees, obviously, but that's kind of where we're going at.
1: Maybe if you want a zero cost uh, thing there, Mr. Joe you need to become an Instagram model. I, you know what? Maybe (sighs) I a hand model. They'll <laughs> just fly you all over the world and take cool pictures all over and it's all free for you. <laughs> got, a, got a good business idea for you. Good deal. So so let us ask then about this. So so this is not so we have we have once a week we have this sponsored sort of uh crypto highlight episode, and this is not one of those, but some of the same questions will apply to this interview as well. So let's talk a little bit about your technology and where you are right now compared to your roadmap, like how far along. Are you guys with, with your tech?
2: Um, yeah, we had on our roadmap was getting out wallets. We want to do a security audit um, for our node code. So we've we've got those wallets out. We are in the process of trying to find, you know, qualified people to do a code audit. It's, it's not worth doing an audit if the people doing it aren't capable of uh, giving good critiques on it. So we're going to do that. And the next part of it is, a little more ephemeral it's it's basically like adoption once we have fiat on ramps and off ramps to exchanges you know i can use dollars and get nano or like british pounds and, net and get nano after that it's going to be going towards vendors and figuring it out like recently we integrated with some video game streaming sites to kind of get payments in there um and that's worked very very well we're trying to integrate more with the gaming people they also like us because we're, we're not using all their graphics cards for mining so mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of laying into that marketing aspect also so since you guys don't
1: mine how exactly is consensus figured out with your guys's with your guys's uh, blockchain
2: it's figured out with a balance weighted vote. so if i have a balance in nano what i can do is um, set my set a representative for myself. So I pick like an exchange or I pick someone who's going to stay online and what they can do is, is vote with my balance, but they can't spend it. So when a transaction is sent out, if there's some sort of conflict, all these representatives out there, they vote for who they think arrived first and then they watch the votes come back and then they change their vote to whoever appears to have won. And after a couple cycles of this, it settles and then comes to consensus on it. Joel, calm. You're always winning. <laughs> I'm not tired of winning it. Are you?
1: Ah, nice. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the future then, uh, because mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we're really good with the crystal balls and all that and looking into pieces of glass and, and seeing what's going to happen. Let's talk about the future of Nano, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit about timeline and, and uh, the
2: future track. Our future is, uh, basically, to to go after the the markets that can use and you know make make use of nano the most. So we are looking. Let me see here. Is it so bright um, that you have to wear shades? <laughs> I've been grabbing my Ray Bans right now and putting them on. The. Yeah, so a couple things that we can do on this, like w- one idea that we're trying to pursue a little bit is um, the remittance market. So that was talked about a lot with Bitcoin back in the day. And I think the reason why that that didn't come to fruition is because the, the fees weren't particularly low, um, but ours are. So we're going to be looking into that. Some people were, have, we have some leads into like traditional FX markets like financial exchange markets. We're seeing if uh, cryptocurrencies can be used there. They've been poking around, but they haven't found someone that's particularly fast or free. So we think that we can do that. That'd be good. And, you know, people are worry about chargebacks on credit cards, like cloud providers, people like that, where they have to go through these big processes in order to make sure that who's paying for this isn't using a stolen credit card where Visa's going to come back to them in 2 weeks and be like, "Oh, this was stolen and you have to give all your money back." And it, they lose enormous amounts of money due to fraud. So going after those guys and kind of setting these things in their hand. We're also trying to look at getting into POSs, possibly pieces of like hardware that can accept nano payments in a very efficient way, integrating with payment providers. So there's lots of people doing this. It's just like we're we're trying to focus on the one thing that I think Cryptocurrency can do very, very well that no one's – it was originally set out to do that, but people kind of abandoned it. And that's really just fast and cheap value transfers like currency. That is something that we can do. We just needed somebody to kind of design it better. I think that our team kind of is doing that.
1: Hey, I I have a question here around – around voting power within nano because i read somewhere that that that, that uh, rayblock's team has greater than 51 percent of the voting power is that true or is that a long-term sort of thing is that accurate and if so is that doesn't sound decentralized to me
2: right yeah actually up until a few days ago that was true and then we we have been working with exchanges to to move on to their own thing so now actually as of a few days ago a large exchange set up their own and now we're down to 30 percent like on the official representatives so yeah it's it's not a long-term thing it doesn't it doesn't need to be there we just have we've been working on setting up a site and some documentation and kind of like instructing people how to set up representatives and also we're going to integrate this stuff into our wallets to make it easier and more Seamless for people to move off of official representatives because yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, we're, we're not making this to be centralized. I have no interest in having 50% voting power on it and we don't anymore. And we want to get off of it as soon as possible. Very cool. Gotcha. On that one. That makes
1: sense to me. You know what? No, there's, there's, there's definitely some other really interesting stuff here. Let's, let me ask then about security right because that's yeah. one of the concerns that a lot of uh, blockchains have right those different attacks that can happen man in the middle some of these other different attacks that can happen these different malicious things how how are you guys set up in in a way to ensure security for not only your overall infrastructure and crypto but for you know those who are using your your cryptocurrency
2: so our the main thing that we're doing in order to be secure is simplicity and that's it's kind of a weird concept, but when, when software is simple, it has it's less likely to have flaws. So all, all these guys out there that are adding all these bells and whistles to it, to me in my head, all that is signaling is attack surface. It's more and more attack surface. So we are reducing our attack surface to the smallest possible thing that we can manage. And then, so that secures our nodes. And then it's a matter of like securing the consensus. That's a matter of getting more people to run nodes get a more distributed representative system and then the wallets and websites um it's making sure that those are audited by the people open source the community needs to to prune through them and make sure that it's secure and getting professional audits also
1: very good that's important remaining secure is is one of the things that gives people you know, faith in, in your product. And I've not seen any issues with the Rayblocks platform uh, up until this point, I had some XRB, which I guess are, are, nano. Did those automatically just kind of switch over from XRB to nano's like all, all on their own?
2: Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was no change. It was just a branding switch. So there's nothing to do. Um, you can always just load up a new wallet and it'll all work just the same. Um, I Like, I guess I would say what we're trying to do, from a whole, holistic perspective, is give some focus to the cryptocurrency uh, community and, and focus on something that we can really, really solve. We, we can solve the global digital currency problem. There's a need for it. It's very expensive to move money around the world and it's very, very slow. And we have the capability and the technology uh, to make that happen. And if we can focus on this, we can solve that. We don't want to fall into the, chasing two rabbits and losing them both. If we get too widely spread out, we're not going to solve any of these problems. So really we're just trying to get focused on this and solving that one problem
0: and we can do it. And the moral of the story is chase one rabbit. Yes, exactly. That is true. Colin LeMayhew founder of nano. Uh, Appreciate you coming on and talking to us about your project today.
2: Yeah. Thanks guys. It's been real fun.
1: Très bien, Mister Chaud Très bien. Wee oui, wee, oui. a whole bunch
0: of on there. It was it was very good. Loved talking to Colin, super nice Mucho guy, bien. and bien. super smart. So nano.org, the site for you guys to check it out. And I don't own any of the. I've never had any Rayblocks or Nano.
1: Mm. Well, I have. Well, I have Nano now, but I bought them whenever they were XRB, when they were Rayblocks, and you know. I mean, seriously, if you think about this and you, you, we know how fast these cryptos are. That's, that's what happens when you're, when, when these things are going so fast, you know, and you experience fast crypto, you're like the waiting and the waiting and the waiting for other transactions on other cryptos to finally, you know, finish their consensus is just such a pain. But when you experience, coins like stellar lumens and ray blocks which which is now nano in two seconds sub two seconds and sometimes i mean feeless. there's no train the instantaneous transactions the unlimited scalability i mean come on that's just a- and, and and they paid us nothing to be on the show that's just travis just fanboying right now
0: you know i think that uh, the late great tom petty was truly a visionary maybe he was referring to crypto when he said the waiting is the hardest part hmm. he was talking about transactions.
1: He was talking about those transactions. Yeah, I think he was specifically talking about in January. Really super slow. Yeah, it's, I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, have you guys registered
0: for our birthday yet? Come on up to Denver on uh, July the 18th. Uh, reserve a hotel or uh, some, you know, a... Uh, Uh, Airbnb or an alley or, you know, whatever you need. Downtown Denver, location still to be determined, but we're going to have an event. It's free. You can come hang out with us. Go to badco.in forward slash birthday and partay with myself and Mr. Travis Wright.
1: When will my crypto show? This Bitcoin speeds, they really blow. Don't
0: forget to subscribe, (laughs) follow, review the show, and we need some new funny five-star reviews. Oh, also, we're getting ready to do another Talking Tokens episode. Talking Tokens. Talking
1: Tokens. Talking Tokens. With the host of the Bad Crypto Podcast, Travis and Jules. Talking Tokens. It's so great. It's like sometimes you're Jilcom, sometimes you're Joe's. Yeah.
0: Mind how does he
1: decide when you're <laughs> which one's which?
0: I really don't know. So, what's the bad crypto hotline number, Mr. Travis Wright, that they can call in and leave us a brief, fifteen yes. to thirty seconds. You know, maybe forty-five at the peak. Don't go longer than that. About a token that you would like us to talk about.
1: Yes, please call us. The number is 708-885-9030, and this will be Talking Tokens 2. And guess what? We'll probably have a Talking Tokens 3 and a Talking Tokens 4. This is the way it goes, right? But uh, we want you to call in, give us the tokens you want us to know, you want to know more about, or ones you love, and you just, you love them, and here's why you love them, and you want us to talk about them and, and share them with the audience, feel free to call in. Uh, These are unsponsored episodes where we are just going in and talking tokens. All right, gang, thanks for joining us. And until next time, reste mauvais.